Rigdon. Well, such things can be understood only with the deepest feelings coming from the spiritual nature. It will not work otherwise. After all, the structure of man in six dimensions has been created as the most convenient form for the new personality to know the world, so that it has the opportunity to mature spiritually and unite with its soul. I emphasize that the structure has been made precisely for knowing the world and not for an eternal life in the material body. Our physical body is in fact only a part of the structure located in three dimensions. It is just that it is from this structure that the new personality begins its learning process. So one can say that each person has potential beginnings of a scientist. It is simply important to, first of all, learn to understand this world from the perspective of the observer from the spiritual nature. And then, seminal discoveries will not keep themselves waiting. Today, people do not see and do not understand much, even having modern devices. They're unable to comprehend many processes with their material thinking, since they try to observe and judge phenomena while being inside very limited systems of the third dimension, of their physical bodies, the earth, and so on, and not outside of them. Although everyone has such an opportunity, to know the world from the perspective of the observer from spiritual nature. The work of the brain's ancient structures while doing spiritual practices, coming in contact with the spiritual world and understanding the mysteries of creation cannot be replaced with any technology. Anastasia, that is true. Indeed, each person is a research scientist in a way, regardless of his or her profession. After all, what is the most important thing in any profession? To be human here and now, in any regard, and to first of all work on oneself. Then, the results of such inner quality work will be reflected on the outside of the person's life in his help to other people. And if such people are the majority in society, then society will become different for each part is a carrier of the properties of the whole. Rigdon. Undoubtedly. But let us get back to the topic of meditation as an altered state of consciousness. The variety of frequency ranges of the brain, as well as of the surrounding world, is far from having been mastered, even though today science already has some understanding of this matter. A human being has his own energy field, which emits certain radiation. Even if one studies the human structure in 3D, one may discover many interesting peculiarities. The skull, for example, is a good resonator of various frequencies. By the way, human lives on planet Earth, which also has its own energy field. The air atmosphere, or more precisely, the ionosphere, Upper layers of the Earth's atmosphere, located above 50 kilometers, is a huge spherical resonator, a wave duct, which has electrical conductivity or processes of ionization and recombination from the Latin prefix re, meaning continuation, repetition of action, and combinatio, meaning combination, are constantly taking place. 
The human being lives in the cavity of this three-dimensional resonator, which of course influences his energy structure in one way or another. As you remember, the external border of the ionosphere is also an external part of the Earth magnetosphere, of that very screen which protects the planet from cosmic radiation. Thanks to the ionosphere, radio waves, for example, travel over long distances by reflecting off it multiple times. The lightning, which generates low-frequency oscillations when it resonates with molecules of the atmosphere, can give rise to continuous oscillations of a certain nature in the ionosphere, which travel around the planet many times. Anastasia Just like persons' thoughts when the animal nature dominates, these electrical discharges can at times resonate in such a way that continuous undamped oscillations then go around in circles in the head all day long. Rigdon Well, what is resonance? The word resonance is derived from the Latin word resona, meaning I sound in reply, I respond. This is a response. The phenomenon of resonance is not simple. It influences the sound, electrical, mechanical, and other oscillating processes. Remember I once told you that Nikola Tesla constructed a device known today as the Tesla coil? Tesla resonant transformer, by using which he had demonstrated his body glow in high-frequency current? The Soviet inventor Semyon Kirlian subsequently improved upon his development. Thanks to this, today people can observe the so-called Kirlian effect, which makes it possible to capture a glow, a kind of halo, around various biological inorganic objects placed in alternating electric field of high frequency. Anastasia Of course, I remember you telling us back then about another interesting experiment. Researchers cut off a part of a leaf which had been freshly picked from a tree. The leaf itself was placed in this field. In the picture, they saw a phantom image of the removed part of the leaf appear. In essence, using our language, the information structure about the whole leaf was preserved, although its physical part had been removed. Later, I expanded my knowledge on these issues as well. Frankly speaking, I discovered many interesting things, including information about an ongoing study of the possibilities of using this phenomenon to diagnose diseases and different psychophysiological states of a person since it has been noted that the nature of this glow depends on the state of the object of study. Rigdon, the fact that it is being studied today is wonderful. It is just that a significant step in this regard will be made when scientists have at least a general idea about the human energy structure. That is when they will gain an understanding of the most promising directions of their research. So, as it is known, Resonant oscillations are most clearly pronounced close to the initiators of these oscillations. What do these oscillations represent? This is a change of the state of the environment, disturbances that carry energy. In other words, this is a change of the environment which occurs because information enters it. The same is true as far as human thoughts are concerned. 
When thoughts come and you put your attention into them, this activates certain emotions in you. When this information program, thoughts, resonates with the emotions which have appeared due to those thoughts, then continuous oscillations appear which loop a person's attention on them. This often happens when lateral essences attack the personality. But all this is a consequence, first of all, of human choice, because a person practically does not track this process and the reasons for it. For example, in the morning he can be visited by some thought to which he had paid attention. Then, during the day or in the evening, he can get overwhelmed with emotions that correspond to this information program, although the person himself has already forgotten about this thought. But the program has already entered him, thanks to the power of his attention to it. And it is this program that triggers thoughts that resonate with emotions, causing, as you say, constant continuous oscillations. It doesn't come as a surprise that they then keep running around in circles the whole day. Everything in the world is interconnected and leaves a trace. For instance, in the giant ionospheric resonator, the so-called stationary waves appear under the influence of progressing waves of equal frequency and intensity, which move in the opposite direction. The Kladny Patterns experiment can serve as an example of the stationary wave vibration. This is when a bow is moved across the edge of a metallic disc which has sand on it. The resulting sound stimulates stationary waves in the disc, the vibration of which creates a certain geometric pattern. An example of stationary waves in nature are oscillations in the ionospheric resonator known today as the Schumann waves, and the resonance effect they produce is known as the Schumann resonance. Today, scientists have calculated that the frequency of the Schumann resonance is 7.83 Hz and concluded that the waves resonate in a frequency range that is similar to the human brain, including the alpha rhythm frequencies. Generally speaking, this frequency range is not as simple as people assume. But as they say, all it takes is just a wish to study it comprehensively. Because even now, there is already an understanding that the alpha rhythm is characterized by various modulations, an alternation of increase or decrease of the amplitude of waves, spindles, and spontaneous changes. By the way, I would like to note that in such altered states of consciousness, for example, in the state of sleep, during which delta rhythm with a frequency of 1 to 4 hertz appears, spindles are generated in the nuclei of the thalamus, optic thalamus, the main part of the between brain, and more precisely, in its reticular cells. Anastasia. In other words, in the midbrain. Yes. Taking into account what you have recently said about midbrain while explaining the meditation on the four essences, the comparison looks very interesting. After all, the thalamus, being the between brain's primary part, is the main subcortical center into which impulses from all the sensitivity types come and where basically their analysis and synthesis 
and later their redistribution to various parts of the brain takes place. For example, the thalamic reticular nucleus is connected with the new, old, and ancient cerebral cortex and with other thalamic nuclei. The name is also special, thalamus, from the Greek word thalamos, meaning a bedchamber, a room. They named it as if they had known in advance about a place in the brain where one condition changes to another, so to say where subtle energies are transformed into a coarse wave. Well, the reticular formation in general, from the Latin word reticulum, meaning netting, and formatio, formation, is quite a universal system. It is called a brain within a brain for a reason. It is connected with both the cerebrum and the spinal cord. Rigdon. Moreover, other rhythms are being studied which operate at the same frequency as the alpha rhythm, but which have a different waveform. They are observed in other areas of the brain. For example, the frequency range of the so-called by scientists mu rhythm is 7 to 11 hertz. The waveform in the electroencephalogram resembles the Greek letter mu. Interestingly, today's science is already considering the assumption that mu rhythm in a way reflects the activity of coordinated work of mirror neurons. Anastasia Yes, I remember that memorable conversation with you in the mid-90s about mirror neurons. But no matter how hard I tried to find this information in libraries back then, it wasn't available. And only much later, after a few years, did the media report about those unique experiments which you had mentioned. This is when scientists use monkeys to study the work of command neurons, which activate when the animals did certain actions and accidentally discovered the so-called mirror neurons, which also responded when the apes just visually saw a familiar action. In other words, mirror neurons activated as if the monkey itself would, for example, take a peanut off the table and eat it, although actually at this time, the monkey was just looking at another monkey performing these actions. Moreover, There was information not only about the results of similar experiments with animals, but also some information about subsequent experiments with people. I also got interested in your story about the nature of the origin of empathy, from the Greek word empathia, meaning compassion, empathy, human emotional responsiveness towards the feelings of another person about the so-called by scientists' mechanisms of understanding of the other's consciousness. And considering everything you said above, it just shows the missing pieces in the overall picture of this phenomenon. Your information is really unique, and it sets a vector of purposeful search to make wonderful individual and evolutionary discoveries of universal significance. Rigdon. Generally speaking, Many interesting things are hidden in the topic of mirror neurons, but it will be fully available only when mankind gets to the fundamental concepts about the invisible human nature, the capabilities of expanded perception of information through altered states of consciousness, in particular through various spiritual practices and meditations aimed at spiritual development. Anastasia 
this will be a serious evolutionary step in science development, which will lead to the understanding of mechanisms of telepathy, humans' quick adaptation to various conditions, including space environment, parallel worlds and other dimensions, mechanisms of prediction, and modeling of events and actions. Rigdon Mirror neurons are just a little step of science along the way which in the future may lead to the understanding of the workings of real mechanisms of the overall human structure, how exactly one person reads information, feelings, and emotions of another person, even before verbal or visual information about his interlocutor reaches him. Well, of course, provided that this humanity has a future. Anastasia. Yes, the human choice. Everything rests on it. Rigdon. The neural activity is only partly of electrical nature. People do not understand and see a lot of things in the brain's functioning, since they do not yet have such instruments which could detect thinner energies of other dimensions. Although, of course, if we speak about the best tool in reference to knowing the invisible world, then it is definitely the human being himself who is endowed with the ability to penetrate other worlds and dimensions. Anastasia In other words, a person can set a task and receive a ready answer or a result without realizing all the particularities and subtleties of the phenomena that accompany this process and its mechanisms. That is, speaking the language of scientists, he can get a practical result while bypassing theoretical calculations. Although for scientists themselves, many of whom consider themselves to be materialists, it will obviously sound like nonsense. Rigdon Well, this is equivalent to getting an understanding of what faith is an antonym or a synonym of the word knowledge. After all, faith without knowledge raises doubts. Doubts make it impossible to understand the truth. Incomprehension of the truth makes faith meaningless and empty. Knowledge eliminates doubts as it gives an understanding of the truth. Understanding the truth fills faith with knowledge. And only faith that is filled with knowledge is true faith. Anastasia. So it happens in life. In practice, I have already more than once come across cases when the person tries to do a whole range of different meditations but doesn't want to change himself, remaining egocentric in nature and wishing to satisfy his own significance in everything and to gain personal power over everything. Such people are often visited by doubts, pride, and incomprehension of simple truth. But I've also seen other people who try to work on themselves each day, and they get an entirely different result from the same meditations. While aspiring to be human in each day, developing themselves, and doing spiritual practices, they begin to understand the silent knowledge, gaining true faith. For such people who have spiritual diligence, I would appreciate it if you could tell us about one of the fundamental meditations, the pyramid. Rigdon In this respect, there is an ancient Eastern wisdom. If one man during his life has defeated many people 
many times in battles, and another man has conquered only himself, the latter has won a greater victory than the first one, because it is much more important for a person to conquer himself rather than all the other people. I hope that in view of the already available knowledge, people will better understand the meditation pyramid. So as I have mentioned before, from the perspective of the observer of a higher dimension, the human structure does not look the same as it looks in the three-dimensional world, with arms, legs, a head, and a torso. It looks like a complex shape, which more than anything resembles a four-sided truncated pyramid with its top detached. This is, of course, if we pick the closest association understandable for the thinking of a resident of a three-dimensional world. Thanks to the pyramid meditation, a person can feel his energy structure, which is connected to the four essences, expand his perception, and most importantly, feel his soul. It is advisable to do the pyramid meditation while sitting in the lotus position or simply in a cross-legged position, Indian style, with your hands on your knees, palms down. However, if for some reason a person is unable to sit in such a position for a long time, this meditation can be done, for example, while sitting on a chair. The main thing is the inner, spiritual processes taking place in a person. So we close our eyes, tune in, calm down, relax the body, and free our mind from all worries, thoughts, and emotional surges. In general, we fully enter into an altered state of consciousness, a meditation. While in the state of meditation, we start examining our energy structure, which is connected to the four essences. That is to say, it is necessary from the perspective of the observer located inside the truncated pyramid to feel the right, left, back, and front essences as life sides of the truncated pyramid. These sides are located approximately at an arm's length from the physical body of the person. Anastasia, figuratively speaking, in front of the meditating person at an arm's length, there is a life energy field conditionally in the form of the front wall of a truncated pyramid. It's the same on both sides and in the back. These fields form a quadrangle base in the middle of which there is a meditating person sitting in the lotus position. Rigdon. Yes, these four essences are like frontier guards of our energy field, or in other words, of our personal space. What is personal space? Between the physical body and the four essences, there is space ranging from the critical 7 centimeters up to 1 meter. Personal space looks like an oval with a blurred outline, as it was called in the ancient times an egg or a fish bubble, which in volume is larger than the human body. As a rule, in the secret writing of signs and symbols, it is conditionally designated with the symbol of an oval. I will just say that the personal space of each individual is unstable. It constantly varies within certain limits of its volume. This depends on many factors, even on the change of an individual's mood. But usually, people do not notice this. They do not understand 
and what is more, they do not see it with their physical sight, let alone control it, and consequently control their states. But this is not our topic now. It is worth noting that the distribution of energies in the human pyramidal structure is slightly different from how a person would perceive it from the perspective of the observer of the third or the fourth dimensions through the energy meridians of the body, arms, and legs. Here, energies are distributed on the cross-sections of the pyramid according to the physics and the geometry of spaces of higher dimensions. So the conditional sides of the truncated pyramid are our four essences. The soul is confined in the middle of the structure in a kind of light cocoon. It is located approximately in the lower third part of the structure, and if one uses the physical body as a reference point, then it is at the level of the solar plexus and the upper part of the abdomen. By the way, in the East, since ancient times, the soul in a cocoon has been symbolically depicted as a pearl in a shell. It was a symbol of a person's spiritual development, which is hidden from the eye and occurs within his structure. It was a miracle of rebirth. Its nacreous whiteness symbolized spiritual purity, wisdom, perfection, and sacred knowledge. It should be noted that this associative comparison of the soul with the pearl can be traced in all the religions of the world. For Hindus and Buddhists, the pearl is an image of spiritual enlightenment. Christians combine the priceless pearl from the waters of baptism with the concept of the soul and the mother of God and her spiritual purity. Islam has a legend that the pearl is one of the names of God and that in the other world it is pearls that form spheres around holy souls. Such associations are partly related to spiritual vision because the meditating person during certain spiritual practices sometimes sees processes taking place in the area where the soul is located, which he associates with a shining, a play of bright light coming from the soul, which looks like the glitter and sparkling of the pearl snaker in the sunlight. Anastasia Once you gave another good association when you were describing the shell of the soul during reincarnation that it looks like an iridescent film on a soap bubble. I wrote this knowledge down in the book Azoosmos. Rigdon. That is right. Now that we have described the human structure as a truncated pyramid, let us move on to its top, which is detached from the base. It is in this place, in the pyramid's conditional top, which is located above human's head, that his thoughts are born. That is approximately half a meter from the top of the head. The distance is approximate because it is individual. That is what the energy structure of an ordinary person looks like in the understanding of a citizen of the three-dimensional world. It looks like a four-sided truncated pyramid with a conditionally detached top. But let us get back to the technique of this meditation. So it is necessary to feel all the four essences. This feeling is like you are surrounded by four absolutely different people standing close to you. If you close your eyes and relax, you can feel their presence as certain pressure on your personal space. Once we have felt the four essences, 
we move to the top of the pyramid. There, we observe the primary process of formation of our various thoughts, which later get transformed through the Kakodemon and the Agatodemon centers, which you mentioned in the book Birds and a Stone. One might say they acquire material characteristics, how these energies appear, and ways of their movement, interaction, and blocking. We differentiate their impact. Simply put, we track all these processes, and then we either calm them down or completely abstract our mind from them. Then we leave the top of the pyramid, move up higher, and reach the level of the observer that is detached from the material world. In other words, we rise above thoughts, above matter, and we reach the state of detachment from the earthly, from what, in one way or another, binds us as a personality to matter. Often, in the early stages of mastering this meditation, it helps to imagine that the meditating person goes with his consciousness out of his pyramidal structure, hovering and observing it from the bird's eye view. Using modern associations, consciousness is kind of located at this height, as if in a vacuum, in zero gravity. This state of the observer from the spiritual nature helps to obtain complete inner stillness, an expanded state of consciousness, impartiality of the very process of observation of ongoing processes, helps to abstract the mind from the material body and thoughts, and explore one's energy structure from the perspective of a new vision. Then, we remain in such a state of consciousness and observe our pyramidal structure and the soul enclosed in it from the outside. Next, the most important part of the meditation takes place. We make the best possible direct approach of consciousness, the personality, to the soul and we do it at a level of the deepest feelings. That is, we immerse ourselves as an observer through the top of the pyramid, through the inner energy structure of the pyramid itself, into its very center, the soul. When one performs this stage of the meditation, the brain often gives an associative perception as if a person is diving into a depth, just like when diving into water but without the pressure that is typical for this physical process. During such an immersion, people who are inherently very sensitive to energy processes, especially those with a well-developed intuitive perception, notice even phases of a gradual switching of the operation mode of their consciousness to new levels of perception through feelings, which have previously been unknown to them so one needs to come as close as possible to the glowing cocoon in the center of the pyramid where this particle from the spiritual world is located. And then, to touch it at the level of the deepest feelings. Of course, it is impossible for the person to fully feel the soul and comprehend its spiritual depth until he has spiritually matured and united with it. But even this contact of feelings begets the state which Buddhists, for example, call a touch of nirvana, and other people describe as a state of goodness, divine bliss, achieving harmony, and so on. Thanks to this meditation, it is possible to understand yourself, 
and your complex multidimensional structure better, and to become aware of the fact that many thoughts appear and disappear not of our own will, but we can observe and influence them, abstract our mind from them, and block them. The most important thing is that with this meditation, a person as a personality will gain an experience of not only a sense of divine presence, but also of a connection with his soul, develop skills of constant contact with it, and realize in practice that the soul is the main and the most important part of the whole human structure. The soul is you, but the real you. The rest of the energy structure in six dimensions is built around it. In this meditation, the person acquires experience of an entirely different perception of his reality and learns to perceive himself from the perspective of the observer from the spiritual nature. The duration of this meditation is individual, just like with any other spiritual practice. To begin with, I recommend doing it for 20 minutes. It could be done once a day or several times a day as you prefer. The main thing is to do it thoroughly. Later on, the time of the meditation can be increased, for example, up to 30 minutes. But again, the most important part of this process is not the duration, but precisely inner sensations and the development of a spiritual deep connection of feelings with the soul. Anastasia This meditation is truly unique. I can say from personal experience that there is a significant difference in sensations when you're just starting to learn the spiritual practice and when you already have experience of doing it. At first, the technique itself seemed unusual to me because the understanding of how to do a spiritual practice, let's say in the geometry of space, was new to me. After all, it didn't involve any work with chakrans or a sensation of energy movement along the energy meridians of the body, and so on, to which at that moment I was already used. But that's what makes it interesting. At first, everything happened for me only at the level of imagination, but probably that was because at that time I couldn't yet fully get into an altered state of consciousness. Later on, as I practiced this meditation at home every day, wonderful sensations appeared. For example, I started catching the moment of switching the state of consciousness of a deep immersion, and unusual sensations of the soul's presence appeared, which are hard to describe with words. You're absolutely right. It is necessary to get a personal experience of the meditation in order to understand the whole inexpressible range of sensations. And I have several other observations about the sense of time during the process of meditation. Earlier, when we just started doing the first spiritual practices, it was quite challenging for me to sit in the meditation for 20 to 30 minutes. Now, I understand that you pay attention to the body during the process only when you are in the mode of usual thinking, when in fact you are in the waking state. In this state, you feel your body and the surrounding environment well, and stray thoughts appear in your head from time to time, which distract you from the meditation. The meditation itself is carried out nominally 
as your imagination is at work for the most part. Now, many years later, when I do the pyramid and really get into an altered state of consciousness, then time, space, and generally speaking, all the screwed reality of the three-dimensional world kind of cease to exist. You only start this process, go towards the soul, and you're kind of picked up from the other, the spiritual side. The front essence starts working actively. What happens already at this stage of work in this meditation is obviously incomparable to the results of the very first attempts of its exploration. Besides, there is no monotony in the spiritual work. Every time the spiritual practice gives one a new awareness, a richer range of sensations, and a clear understanding of the processes and changes taking place at the invisible level. You already live by this state, and when you finish the meditation, it seems that you leave something near and dear and wait again for that moment when you can feel it once more. Because of this, you get an urge and an active wish to practice it more since you want to stay there longer. For in this wonderful state, you begin feeling something very dear and intimate, an extraordinary comfort. You clearly become aware of the deepest processes which are impossible for the brain to understand in the usual state of consciousness. Importantly, when you leave this meditation, you feel a significant difference between that subtle world and the world of matter of three dimensions. You start feeling many processes in our reality as the work of rough material energies. Surprisingly, in the state of meditation, you gain a clear and precise meaning of your existence, and many things which used to trouble you in worldly life appear to be empty and ridiculous. There, you fully realize that the real-life values are values for the soul. This phenomenal experience, in the way, leaves a certain spiritual mark on your life in three dimensions. This, in its turn, allows you not to lose your spiritual and life's reference points, encourages you to work on yourself harder, track your thoughts and states, and ward off provocations from the animal nature. The spiritual experience helps to understand where the true happiness lies, which begets feelings of peace and comfort of the soul and why you shouldn't chase after a ghostly illusion of this world. Most importantly, you gain an understanding of who you really are and what the meaning of your existence here in this world is.